BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet and today I've got with me Ryan Gore. Uh, Ryan, um, let everyone kind of know who you are. Hey guys, uh, yeah, my name is Ryan Gore. Um, I live over in Fort Walton Beach, Florida and um, I, kinda, I work in the uh, education field, so former uh, assistant principal at a high school that um, kind of a weekend warrior that um, got into some uh, crazy endurance events um, several years ago. So I, I kind of do a mixed bag of Spartan races, go ruck events, uh, some local um, endurance events, some adventure racing. Um, I just kind of get into hard and weird stuff. So, Which is always fun. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of what we do here, you know, at BeastNet. I mean, we just kind of get into the the hard, weird stuff, you know, two weeks ago, I did uh, a 24 hour event, uh, the CSU. I don't know if you've ever heard the CSU event. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. I did the Pacific Northwest one. Uh, our team beast actually took third in that event. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then actually last week and I just did the, the rugged maniac down in Portland. So, which in that one, it was one of the, it sounds bad, but I really, I took that one nice and easy because I've been training for triathlons and my biggest fear right now is because I've got two coming up this month that I'm going to do something at one of these fun little races and I'm going to hurt myself and be. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand at my age that injury prevention is really the focus nowadays. So that, that's a big part of it. It changes. I mean, I'm going to hit 45 this year and it's kind of one of those things. It's like after 40, you start seeing things a little differently. It's like <laughs> a little knee twe- tweak, you know, Oh, that's fine. I'll, you know, it'll be fine. I'll be good in a couple of days. And now, you know, it's like a, a knee tweak and it, I might be done for the season. So. That's it. Yeah, recovery definitely takes a little bit longer for sure. It does. It does. Because, yeah, at the Rugged Maniac, I actually had someone slide in and hit my leg. My knee kind of twisted a little bit. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, it's like, let's see how bad that's going to be later today. So, luckily, it's not It's not bad at all. So, I'm, I'm doing good. But That's awesome. It is. It is. So, so what kind of what kind of other fun do you get into? I mean, you said you're, you're, you're a former high school principal or vice principal. Uh, yeah, assistant principal. So I, I work in education and kind of my background is I taught for a few years um, then got into coaching um, and then kind of went more the administrative route um, and got into assistant principal. Right now, I've, I just transitioned to a new job where I kind of sit behind a desk uh, a little bit more. So I'm kind of out of the action a little bit, which I, I miss, you know, um, chasing kids around and things like that. But um, so the the endurance side still keeps me active, which is awesome. So really that, that between work and, and training and events, that, that really eats up a lot of time, you know, kind of growing up, I was big into sports and, you know, played, played a lot of, you know, football, tennis, baseball. And then as I went through college and progressed and, you know, got into life, um, got out of that training mode, athletic mode, you know, I ended up putting on maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 pounds, you know, probably at my heaviest. And uh, so probably not an uncommon story for a lot of, you know, former high school athletes. And, um, you know, one day I was sitting there on the couch eating a bag of Oreos, you know, had all the crumbs on my stomach. And I thought, this is terrible, you know, and decided I had to get back, get back into the gym, get back into working out. And um, that was probably about, oh, maybe seven, eight years ago, I had to guess. You know, got back into that training mode. You know, one day just kind of Googled, you know, obstacle course racing. Uh, found a Spartan race and, um, you know, thought I was in pretty good shape. I said, I'll go knock out this, you know, this Spartan race, whatever that is. And I should be done about an hour and a half. And 
And I remember that day about three hours later, I was, you know, limping across the finish line, but I was, I was hooked and realized how much farther I had to go in my training. So um, that really kind of motivated me to, to push harder and, and just try harder things. Yeah. And I, that's the story I hear, you know, very similar. Like me, it was one of those things. Um, I just decided to, I'd done some of the smaller OCRs mm-hmm. and decided, you know, Oh, I'll try Spartan. Everyone keeps talking about these. And I signed up for, um, because I tell everyone, cause I don't do research. Uh, I signed up for the <laughs> Montana beast. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. You picked a good one. Yeah, yeah. The very first Spartan I ever did was, and it was the 2015 Montana beast, which if you know anything about that, that was the founders race. Yep. Yep. And I've got the cool little founders race medal that, you know, they, they haven't done since then, but it was, I think I remember seeing like mile marker 20 on that race. And it was, I mean, I'm like, this was the stupidest thing I've ever done. And literally like, (laughs) look at my wife when I finished, I'm like, this was stupid. I don't ever want to do this again. And like on the way home, I'm like, when's the next one? (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I tell everybody, you know, you see them out on the course. They're like, I'm done. I'm done. I tell them, give it 24 hours, give it 24 hours and you'll be looking for another one. So um, I was similar. I found that Spartan race and um, limped home and, you know, probably about, about 24 hours later, I'm like, well, I wonder if I could do two races in a weekend, you know, and then, then I started Googling what's the hardest Spartan race out there. And then I, I find the Killington ultra, you know, you do that one and then you just, you know, you keep pushing yourself farther and farther until you, you know, you find that breaking point that tells you where you need to, to train more. So. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't, and I, and I, I don't know if it's an OCR brain thing, but it's like, I did San Antonio this year and in San Antonio, I don't know if you heard about it where they'd had the, uh, they found out like at the last minute that there wasn't enough room to do the super. So they, right. they, they made it what they called the ultra super. And it was basically just two laps of the sprint. So it was 54 obstacles, I think, you know, in a super and I finished it. I mean, I was smoked. Like I couldn't even get my hands to grip the rope at the end of the second lap, let alone climb it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm over there doing my burpees and I'm like, this is stupid. And like, once I finished, I was talking to one of the people and they're like, you know, what are the, 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 you know, staff members. And they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, this was the stupidest thing I've ever done. This was completely dumb. I can't believe you did this when you're doing it again. Is it going right. to, right. I mean, <laughs> and everyone's like, really? Why? And I'm like, because of the fact, like the first lap, I think I failed two obstacles. The second lap, I think I failed eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was and people are like, why? I'm like, cause once you fail them, you know, I was running competitive. I have to do the 30 burpees. And even when I don't run a competitive, I have to do the 30 burpees. So I'm doing the 30 burpees and then your arms are smoked more now because you've done one lap already. Now you've done all the burpees. Now you're doing more burpees and then you're doing more. I think, but I counted, I think I did over 300 burpees on that, on that race. Oh, wow. Wow. My body was smoked, you know? Yeah. yeah but I remember a similar format. When I did the, um, their ultra that they did in Iceland a couple of years back. Yep. Same concept. I mean, when you start stacking burpees on top of burpees, I mean, it, it's a compounding factor. And then by the time you hit that rope climb again, you're like, man, <laughs> this isn't happening. You yep. know, like um, I said, my arm, it was like, even Bender, I had to like throw my arm up there. Cause like my arms hurt so bad. I couldn't even like lift them over my head to grab Bender. And I'm just <laughs> like, this is stupid. But then, like I said, then you come to, out of it and you're like, okay, now, now I know what I need to train on. It's like, you know, yep. have the endurance to run. I know I can run for miles and miles and just keep going. But now I have to get that endurance of how much can I push my arms and my upper body through? Because, you know, I've 
just trained it to be able to, to get through a beast, to get through an ultra, you know, but never to, to nail myself with 54, one right after the other, you know, and that was what it was. It was, there was no break. That, that obstacle was just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It is aware. It aware. Yeah. And I think that's really the appeal of this, you know, I guess this sport or industry or whatever you want to call it, you know, no matter how good you are, you know, you can always find something you can improve on. You can get a little bit faster, you can get a little bit stronger, you know, the endurance can be there. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll tell folks, you know, I learn more in the failures, obviously that that's kind of the general life lesson. Yes. You, know, you learn more from your failure than successes. And, um, and I think there's a lot of life lessons to be had in this sport, which is what I, I take away a lot from that, which is why I've been drawn to it. And I think so. I think a lot of people that do it and really get drawn to it and stick with it are the ones like that have that mentality of something gets thrown in your way. It's not, you know, sit down and give up. It's like, if you sit, even if you sit down, it's to sit down because you're thinking, okay, how do I get past this? You know, mm-hmm. and to have that moment of thought, you know, so then the same thing happens in life. When something gets thrown in your right way, you're like, how do I get through this? You know, and we try and make that into our normal lives. And that's kind of, I think, you know, once I started OCR and it sounds funny to say this, but things completely changed in my life. You know, I, I changed my career. I'm now an occupational, uh, a, a safety professional in, you know, uh, construction and everything else. Got my degree in OSHA and everything else. And it's all stuff that, you know, I never thought I would do before, but it just kind of like, you know, you get stuck on your path. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start doing these obstacle race races and you're like, oh, there's an obstacle how do I get around it? You know, I don't just stop mm-hmm. and stay where I'm at. And that's kind of, you know, I think where a lot of us do in life, we just stop and stay where we're at. It's like, you made the comment about the Oreos. Anyone who listens to this knows my comment all the time is like, I broke my foot six years ago. Like in June was the six year anniversary. Like I broke all five metacarsals across my left foot, like mm-hmm. basically bent it in half. And I tell everyone that I, that became my excuse. It's like, okay, well, my foot's broke. I can't do anything. So let's sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Right. <laughs> and you, you said Oreos. I'm like, mine was potato chips. And I literally, yep, there you I, go. I sat on the couch, ate potato chips till I was almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, but I was still doing Spartan races trying to anyway, but it was like, I was hitting that point where I was completing them, but I wasn't really doing them. If that makes any sense. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No. And I did one in 2019 where I literally dislocated my shoulder three times in the race because Mm. my body was so heavy, my shoulder couldn't hold it. Right. And it was the wake up point where like, okay, either I need to fix this or I need to stop. Yep. Yep. And COVID hit and I actually dropped down to 180 pounds and, you know, running and doing everything. So when Spartan came back, all of a sudden I could do it again. It's like, okay, this is where I should be. I feel so good here. I can breathe. I can run. I can move, you know, and that's it. It's the moving. Yep. The energy level goes up and just, you just feel better, feel lighter, feel stronger, you know, just more energy. That is, is, which is amazing. I mean, it's amazing to see that. So, yeah. So, so what other, you know, you you do a lot of stuff like that. What other stuff have you done? What, what, what life experiences have you had that are just out there? So I, I would say, um, you know, it's kind of a, a lot of my life experiences are tied to these events. Like as I mentioned, I, I've, I've been to Iceland, you know, got to do the 24 hour run um, out there, um, just being under the stars, you know, and I think as my kind of my endurance journey has kind of um, 
you know, grown. It's taken me places. Um, you know, I started off, um, you know, you chase kind of for the medals, chasing the medals, chasing the, you know, and as I've gotten older, uh, maybe a little bit slower, you know, a few more bumps and bruises, you know, I enjoy the community now um, and just going the, the endurance side of it now, like the hurricane heats. And, um, you know, there's I've kind of a core group of friends that we go to a lot of events together. And really, it's about the, the, the people. The, it's like an extended family almost. And so we we go out there and obviously the goal is always to finish. But just walking out, you know, in the stars, you know, at night, um, you know, looking up. Um, being able to see, you know, just the, the moon and the stars out on a trail somewhere. Um, to me, that's really what drives me now. Um, you know, I've had the chance to go to Africa. Um, got to do one of the agogis over in Africa. And I remember they, they parked us out on a, a rock outcrop about three in the morning, you know, and you can hear lions in the, in the distance and you look up at the stars and I mean, just shooting stars everywhere. Um, you know, just, just seeing things like that. Um, you know, you, you can't really put a price tag on that. You know, I remember when I started doing some of this, and you think, oh, man, that's, that's an expensive plane ticket or, you know, but you, you can't buy an experience like that, you know, building a shelter in Africa or, you know, um, you know, canoeing down a river at three in the morning, you know, the icicles hanging off of it. Um, you know, just things like that, that is just hard to kind of quantify. Um, so I, I like to, you know, kind of travel and just kind of bushwhack, I guess. I'll go you know, trail running and just find a different trail and hang a right. And I've gotten to some, you know, situations every once in a while, but that always seemed to work out pretty good. So. And that's one of the things I love about like all of this. It's like, I had a conversation with someone a while back and I have downstairs in my gym, I have a, a rack that I put all the, the, you know, my medals on. And I mean, it's, it's full. There's uh, mm -hmm. hundreds up there, you know, but I mean, they go all the way back to like 2010 when I was running marathons and stuff like that. And but it's one of those things someone asked me once. It's like, you know, what, what do those mean? I'm like, when I first started, the medals meant everything to me. Yep. Yep. And now that I've been doing this for a long time, I'm like, and it sounds bad to say this, the medals could all disappear, but you can't take my memories. And yep. the memories and the thoughts of all these, it's like, you know, I mentioned I did Sisu a couple of weeks ago. I remember we did yoga at midnight. Mm -hmm. And we're out in the middle of, you know, in Washington, out by Mount Rainier, out in the middle of the woods, nothing around us no light, you know, light pollution, no nothing. And we're doing yoga at like midnight. And all of a sudden we did one of the ones where we rolled over on our back and I'm looking straight up and no picture can match what I could see looking up at those light, uh, at those stars. And it was amazing. And you don't realize, you know, when you walk outside, you know, and look up, you're not seeing them all because all the light pollution is blocking it. Sure. You go way out there in the mountains, you know, and I was kind of mad at myself. My body gave up at like two in the morning um, while I was doing CSU. So I didn't get up to my plan was, is there's one of them that I went to last year. That's like one of the higher ones and hit that one at about four in the morning. So I could get a really beautiful view of, you know, the night sky and actually stand there and watch the sunrise and then come back down for my final lap. But uh, my body just gave up and it was like, nope, you're done. But yeah. <laughs> that happens. That happens. So, and it's one of those things also, it's funny too, is a lot of people are like, you know, you never would have stopped even if your body told you, I'm like, yeah, but I'm almost 45 now. And I know what happens if I don't, sure. if your body sure. says you're done, you need to just listen to your body. Yep. Yep. No, it, it could have meant that I couldn't do any other event the rest of this year. Cause you know, it's like, yeah, 
but you know, and I, I love that because I did it last year where I went up there and I was at that peak at like four in the morning, but I left before the sunrise because I was worried about getting back in time. And I'm yep. like, no, I could get up there and get back in time if I watch the sunrise. But I mean, the view just standing there at four in the morning, no, you'd be surprised how much you can see just from the moonlight. I mean, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, out there bushwhacking, nobody else gets to see that. I mean, and you yep. can't pay enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth the you know it's it's worth the effort. And I was doing an event um, last year. Um, they call it Mount Sparta. They do it there in Pittsfield, Vermont, and it's twenty four hours just up and down a mountain behind the Riverside Farms. And you know, and you're in kind of competitive mode. But I got to the top, and I thought, man, you would just look out, and the sun's starting to set. And I just stopped, you know, and just sat there, and you know, for forty five minutes, no, there was not a soul up there but myself. I don't know how that. I, was, I guess I was moving so slow. Everybody left me. But uh, yeah, I found a, I just found an old chair by this cabin, just sat there and watched the sunset. And, um, you know, you, you never forget that. No. And, and that's the kind of stuff that brings me back now. You know, the, the medals or the patches or the whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're, they're neat. But, you know, 24 hours after the event is over, nobody's talking about that. Nope. You know, everybody's back to regular life. I mean, I, you know, I was at the death race, you know, less than, you know, 48 hours ago. And here I'm, I'm back at work, you know. But but the memories that are there, those those always stay there. They never go away. No. And that's really what it's about nowadays. It's the community. Um, it's those memories that that's kind of where I'm at in that stage of my, I guess, endurance career. Um, Which, I mean, for me, I'll be honest, it's my favorite stage. I mean, that's kind of where I've yeah. been for, for a while now is, I mean, I was never one of those guys. And I'll be honest, I, I was never one of those guys that, you know, was even in the talk of possibly podium, getting a podium. but you know, I still was competitive, but I mean, it just Mm -hmm. one of those things that after a while, it's like, once I run the competitive, what is there to do? You know, and I, I would actually, I've on my favorite is I've always told the story of me and some friends went on a race and we're doing one of the Spartan supers and we had a goal. We were going to finish in, you know, I can't remember what amount of time it was. We we wanted to finish, I think in like two hours, you know, which is doable easily. Sure. You know, sure. we're like, whatever, let's go for it. And we're, we're going for it. And we had it. There was no problem. We were going to definitely make it. And then we ran across a runner that was just having major issues. You know, that it started before us and everything. Cause we're in the open heat. And it was one of those ones. We all looked at each other without even saying a word. And we're like, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. And yeah. we just stopped and helped this person because I mean, it's all about the memories. You know, that person's going to have a memory, no idea who, what their name was. They probably don't even know my name, but you know, they're going to remember, oh, someone stopped to help me. And that's what I love about the community is it's, especially yep. in the open heats, you get into those ones. I mean, you get to hear the arguments all the time. Oh, well, you didn't do this correctly. And, you, and it's like, we're out there to make sure everyone finishes and has a great time. You know, yep. I have my personal that I need to make sure I do, you know, for me personally to, to feel like I earned it, but, you know, let everyone have their day. No, I, I agree. And I'm similar spot. I'm kind of in that that phase of, you know, um, you know, the life lessons I've learned, I want to see this, this, um, sport, this community, you know, continue, you know, you want to see it grow. I've gotten a lot from it and I've learned a lot and so I'm trying to kind of pay it forward. You know, uh, I remember being scared when I first started, like, man, what have I got myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get trampled. I'm going to get, you know, I don't belong here. And, um, but then when you get out there and realize that, you know, I've never heard a negative comment out there. Um, and that's what I love about the community. Everybody's very supportive. doesn't matter your fitness level. If you can run a 
you know, a seven minute mile or a 17 minute mile, you know, they're just glad you're out there and, um, and just trying to pay that forward and lower the intimidation factor. Um, I think it's just a great, great life lessons, great fitness lessons. Um, and so kind of in that phase now, just enjoying it, soaking it all in and also trying to help others that are, you know, just starting out on that journey. So. Yeah. And that's, what's amazing about it. I mean, it is, it's, it doesn't matter as long as you get up and you try, you know, that's it. and that's it. You know, I think the best thing I ever heard from someone like when I was at my biggest and I was struggling, you know, and like I said, I still did the races because, well, I'm dumb, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I was struggling and someone basically looked at me and said, first or last, you still beat everybody that never got, ever showed up. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. So that's always yep. one of my favorite things. First or last, you beat everyone that didn't show up. So, <laughs> which is, it's true. It is absolutely true. I'll never forget. Um, I just finished a 12 hour hurricane heat and I was going to go run the super, you know, I jumped in the starting crowd and I was like, all right, I'm going to go try to knock this out real fast, go get a little nap before I had to do the, I was going to go back and do the four hour hurricane right after that. And I was like, I'm going to blow through this so I can get done. And um, I'll never forget. There was a, a lady in there um, in the back of the crowd and I was kind of in the back and um, you know, she started off kind of walking and um you know, you could tell she was kind of nice. So I stopped and talked to her as we were going out. You know, she was training to go go back to Killington and do the Beast. Her goal was like, I want to go back there and finish the Beast. And I thought, you know what? That that inspired me more than anything. You know, she told me she had DNF'd it and she was training for it. And uh, so I walked with her for a couple of miles and just, you know, encouraged and, and listened to her story. And, you know, that, that inspired me. I thought, man, that's, <laughs> you know, you know, for her to have that kind of grit and determination, um, you know, it's easy when you can do it, you know, yeah. but, but when you hit that wall and you've gotten beat down by it, to have the resilience to come back, you know, it is incredible. So it is. And, that, and that's the one thing for me. It's one of those, honestly, I, which, like I've said before, I think my brain's broken, but a DNF to me is, it, it's a challenge now, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DNF so, to a couple. And it just and now it's a challenge. It's like, okay, I DNF'd it. What do I need to do to make sure I don't do it again? Yep, absolutely. Well, that's the easiest way to get me to do something to say it can't be done. You know, and I kind of have that, I don't know, twisted gene. You know, what what's the hardest thing out there and I want to go for? It. Yep. Um, extreme as possible. What's the hardest you got? Throw it at me. And now I have something. Now I've got a measuring stick. You yep. know, and if I don't do it the first time, I'm like, all right, now I know how to train. So and I mean, and that's what I just love in this sport. I mean, that seems like everyone's kind of a lot of people's attitudes. Like for me, cause I've kind of, I still do OCRs, but I've been pushing like triathlons a little bit too. Mm -hmm. so I've been going into the triathlons and I DNF'd the first iron, half iron. I, you know, I tried. And of course then I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm doing it again next year. So I signed up within like two days, signed up for it again. And then last month I DNF'd an Olympic for triathlon. Hmm. And literally two days later, I signed up for another one this month. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, I know what went wrong. It was my breathing in the swim. I had issues with the swim. I know what went wrong. And where did I just come back from right now? I just came back from the pool trying to, <laughs> that's right. There you go. There you go. It's like, I know what we're oh. wrong and I know I got to beat it. So it's like, yep. you know, it, it's not stop. It's like, Oh, well, I guess I can't do that. It's like, okay, how do I, what do I need to do to make sure I can do that? You know. That's it. And I get that, like you said earlier, that, that translates to life, you know, kind of makes in a weird way, these events, you know, makes everyday problems just a, a little bit more manageable. You're like, Oh, well, you know what? Okay. Let, 
let's step back, take a breath, and let's evaluate it. You know, plan A didn't work, so how are we going to regroup and come at it again? And that that's a big, big life lesson to me. So, Oh, it is. And, and that's one thing I think a lot of people – I see way too many people, something doesn't work right. It failed. Oh, I guess I just don't need to do that. No, that's not yeah. the answer. You should come back from that. That should be like, oh, hey, I failed. How do I make it so I don't fail next time? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and that's, like I said, I don't know if my my brain's broken, but it seems like most OCR people I know think <laughs> that way. And especially if you don't, when you first start, I've met a few people that don't have that thought process until they've done a few. And then all of a sudden it's like, they start thinking that way. And it's like, yeah, you throw an obstacle in front of you. How yep. do you get past it? You know, not, yep. you know, not sit down and say, oh, well, guess we're done. Yeah, it's always fun to see that that switch flip in people sometimes, you know, they're the first get into and all of a sudden like the light bulb kind of goes off. And um, it's like that, that aha moment, you know, it's incredible to watch that transformation. It is, it is. It's amazing. So I've seen it a few times. So like, like I said, I've been doing, I, my first, Spartan was 2015, but I'd done a bunch of smaller, you know, mud runs before that. I mean, I think the first mud run I ever did was Gladiator back in 2011 or something like that. But, but I didn't do Spartan until 15, but I mean, I've done, I've had some amazing, you know, times on those. And like I said, you can't take my memories. And that's like the watching the people step up and do something they've never done before. I think is one of my favorites, someone who's never done a certain thing. And all of a sudden they they do it, you know? You know, that's amazing to me. So absolutely. So you mentioned the death race. Is that something you want to talk about or is that? Yeah, we, we can talk about it. It's uh, absolutely. It's, it's uh it's an event all into its own. I, and I just, I guess it's a, it's a bad life decision that I keep making, you know? So this was, uh, this but is my second. what we just said, you know, it's one of those. You, you, oh yeah. It's uh, you got to keep going until you get it. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, it, you know, the, so this is my second swing at it. Um, and so I've done kind of all through the Spartan endurance world, I've kind of gone through all the, the boxes and the levels and, um, so, you know, what's left, right. It's, you know, death race. And so, um, and so the, and it's hard to describe unless you, you know, been, been to that, you know, part of that piece of property where, um, you know, the, the farms, they call it up in Pittsfield, Vermont. And um, if you're a Spartan fan, I, you know, highly encourage you to, you know, um, any, you know, fans out there, check out, there's a trail system there, mountain bike trails and, and hiking and running. Um, and it's on a mountain behind this farm. And it's just, it, it's an incredible place. And it's, it's got this uh, draw to it. And, you know, anybody that's been, been there or done a death race, um, they, they understand what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, it's unlike any, spartan event that they have and that you just you don't know what's coming um you know they're they'll throw you know wild tasks at you um you know lots of burpees lots lots of pt um this year um you know pretty heavy event i think um you know we were loaded down with um pack was anywhere from 35 to 40 pounds depending on what your you know packing list was and gear um you know 70 pound sandbag a couple um, 10 pound blocks of ice. And, um, so, you know, at any point you might've had about 110 pounds on you and, um, you know, kind of moving around that kind of weight and, you know, it's, it's chopping wood, it's sawing logs, it's, um, you know, walking on buckets, you know, to do origami. I saw um, that video. The, the walking yeah, on buckets, yeah. I just, yeah. 
and, and it's such a simple task when you think about it, when you do it for seven hours, um, you know, they, they turn tedious and, and really the focus and concentration, you know, you're, you're going on uh, no sleep at that point, you know, you're probably about 20 hours in no sleep. And so walking all of a sudden is, is kind of a challenge, you know, not falling, you know, shoot, I fell a couple of times, you know, it happens. Um, but just it's the, you know, the concentration, the attention to detail, and it's designed to frustrate you, right? They're, they're, they're trying to frustrate you. They're trying to get you to quit. And, um, you know, the staff there, they walk such a fine line. You know, they're supportive. Um, they're also trying to get you to quit, but they also don't want you to. And I, and I recognize that challenge um, because, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, kind of do a simulated version of life. You know, frustration, um, success, failure. Uh, resilience, you know, all in that, you know, 70 hour window that they're trying to cram you in. So, um, so this year, I think I was in about uh, 34 hours. There was a time hack that I didn't make. I think I was, you know, about five minutes behind and, um, you know, I, I kind of gambled a little bit, you know, in that, in that race, you kind of have to roll the dice and um, I was banking on it not being a hard, fast time hack. They were just trying to kind of play a mental game with us yeah. uh, to try to get you to exhaust yourself early, um, you know, early in the event. So I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna push and try to stay in the top middle of the pack, which is about where I was. Uh, but I also didn't want to burn myself out thinking, hey, you've got you know maybe 40 more hours to go here, right? And so um, so I kind of gambled there, rolled the dice and lost, which is you know you know part of the part of the experience. You know next year I'll know, hey, don't don't gamble if they tell you it's a time hack, you know. Um, and so I think it was about you know, 34 hours is when I made it, and so. Um, the folks that did make the time hack, and I, I was proud of that group. You know, they gave us the opportunity to, to continue on or maybe buy back into the race. Uh, just the potential to buy back in, it wasn't guaranteed. And um, I think we did um, the numbers. Somebody could probably correct me if they listened to it. Uh, I think we had to do 800 burpees, uh, 1,600 push-ups, and 2,400 air squats in about 10 hours. And then we had to make three trips up and down the mountain for the opportunity to just even be considered to stay back in. And so, you know, at that point, you would expect, you know, there's a lot of newbies there, uh, but not one person dropped. Not one person said, hey, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm out of here. Um, everybody just kind of, you know, kind of set their jaws and now we're going to do it. And, um, and so it, it was uh, an incredible group of folks. I mean, everybody that showed up and towed the line, um, incredible people. And I think what I love about the death race is you always come out with a lesson. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter um, what it is, um, you know, we saw it on a log for probably five, six hours, trying to clear it off trails for other runners, um, you know, just respecting the property and, and, um, just a lot of history that, that goes into that place from Spartan, you know, folks that have built stairs up to these, um, up the mountainside or to these cabins that have been maintained by, you know, previous racers or gogi finishers. Um, there's just a lot of history, um, and so I'd say anybody that's into, you know, Spartan or just that, that endurance side, um, I would definitely encourage you, um, you know, to, to make a trip there and experiences, experience it at least once, yeah. you know, and I, I, I would say once you experience it once, you want to come back and do it again. You know, I remember <laughs> one of the staff members looking at me, you know, in line for registration saying, why do you keep doing this to yourself? You know, why are you coming back? You know, and it's just, you can't explain it. It's just the, it's just a draw mm -hmm. for that area, you know, and uh, just a challenge, you know, and um, 
I remember when they cut us, you know, uh, me and my buddy, we said, hey, can we go on as unofficial participants? Can we just go do the work, you know, because we didn't want to leave the property, didn't want to leave that experience, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I'll go back as long as they let me, you know, as long as they have the event and they say, hey, <laughs> you know, hey, you're, you know, we don't take 60 year olds anymore, you know, or whatever. But, um, you know, I'll try to go back as many times as my body will let me for sure. So which is awesome. I mean, it's one of those things. I haven't done that one yet because the endurance ones to me, I mean, they're fun to a point, but I haven't pushed myself. I like the ones kind of like Sisu where I just, I get to pick my thing and just keep running in circles. Yeah. Yeah. But then for I, me, it's, um, you know, for me, I, I'm kind of like, I'm a planner. I like to know, okay, what am I getting into? I got to, you know, I got my, got my rucksack packed the way I want it. I got it, you know, configured just right. And I'm going to do this. And and that event, it, it's good for me because it teaches me to be flexible because you don't know, you know, they send you a gear list and you don't know what you're going to be doing, um, where you're going to be going. And, and so for me, that teaches me how to be flexible and also problem solve on the fly. And, um, and you have a variety of folks that come that, that have a variety of goals. You know, there were some folks that said, hey, I just wanted to come do it to say I've done it. Some were said, hey, I'm, I want to try to hit 12 hours. Some were trying to do 24. Others are trying to, you know, go all the way, you know. And so it's, it's a mixed uh, mixed bag of folks, which is interesting. Um, you know, my goal is always to finish. I never go into an event saying, hey, I hope I don't finish this one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, definitely trying to, to finish it out. And um, But I, I definitely encourage folks that if they're, you know, interested in um, and doing just give it a shot, research it. Um, it's an intimidating event for sure. Definitely, uh, there's an intimidation factor to it. Um, but I would encourage anybody to to don't let that deter you from at least signing up and showing up for sure. And, and I think that's a, with a lot of things. I think I have a lot of friends that won't sign up for a Spartan, won't sign up for any of these because they see the like extreme side of it, and it's like you can do this. If you, if yep. you put your mind to it, you can, you would be surprised what your body can do. If you just put your mind to it and say, I can do this. Yep. And that's, um, when I remember uh, people asked me, um, you know, I like to talk encourage the, the community. Now I remember my first four hour, I signed up for all scared to death. You know, I thought, man, they're going to eat me alive. Um, but, but really and truly the community, it's, it's an incredibly supportive community. Um, again, I've never heard a negative, negative word out of folks. And so I would say, don't let that, you know, the extreme word, you know, it's very intimidating, um, but it's a team, team effort. Um, you know, uh, death race has team aspects. You know, you start off doing team-based activities and there are individual things you have to do. Um, and we're all type A personalities out there. We're, we're the alpha. We want to win. We want to, you know, we're super competitive but also we're very supportive of each other, very encouraging. And um, so I, I would say don't let that, that fear keep you from trying because um, folks want to see you succeed. You know, I, you know, when I got dropped, I, you know, eight hours later, I was back out there, um, you know, encouraging the folks that were still in it. You know, you're walking up and down the mountain, giving them encouraging word, you know, give them a little fist bump to kind of lift their spirits because you want to see them finish, you know, and, and they would do the same and it's vice versa, you know. Yeah. Which is what's amazing about the community. Like you, you said, I mean, everyone's there to help each other. I mean, it's, you know, I, I did my first ultra last year in, da in uh, Dallas 
And I actually, funny story is I had a broken rib before I started the, the ultra, but, um, <laughs> but it was one of those things that, you know, I started alone doing it by myself and just going, but then as the race progressed about like six or seven miles in me and this girl, Jamie realized we were about the same pace. We we're moving together. You know, we'd help each other a little bit here and there when we needed it, you know, and encourage each other. And then finally we're just like, do you just want to do this together? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And we can encourage yeah. each other and help each other. And I've had that at so many races where like some of my, you know, people I consider some of my best friends, I've only met once or twice in person at a Spartan race yep. or whatever. Yep. And they live halfway across the country. I mean, she lives in Texas. I've, you know, I've been down there and seen her another time since, you know, me and my wife have gone down and visit her and her, her um, partner. But I mean, it's just, you know, and I have a whole bunch of friends in Hawaii that I've just met because I yep. ran, you know, races when I was doing Hawaii and stuff like that. And it's, it's make lifelong friends. And sometimes they're not lifelong friends that live next door, which is yep, pretty cool. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. That's, I think that's why one of the draws of the events, I keep going, it's kind of like a family reunion. You know, mm -hmm. you come back together. It's like, oh man, yeah, you don't see them. You maybe see them two or three times a year. And uh, when you do, it's like, it's like you'd seen them last week, you know, yeah. and that, that's what makes it great. Yeah. And that's one of the things that like killed me, I think, during the COVID year um, with no races, you know, I, yep. I missed that, that, you know, the camaraderie and then the year, you know, last year when they started coming back, but then it was like, you know, you were there for half an hour before your, your, your race, you couldn't do this. You couldn't, you know, there was no festival, there was no nothing. And it was almost like, well, that was half of the reason I was here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wanted to do the race, but half the reason I was here was the people and the festival and the, the, all that. And that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think COVID, that, that kind of transitioned me in a weird way, helped kind of a positive out of a negative situation. That's kind of where I started that transition of not chasing the, the metal so much, but the, just the people and the experience. You, you kind of realize what you're missing on that. So. Yeah. And I realized that a lot. That was one thing I realized a lot. And I mean, you know, it, it just was, it was like, this is more about the people and the experiences than anything else. And I think we take that for granted until all of a sudden something like COVID takes those experiences and people away from us. And it's like, oh, that's what this was really about. It had nothing to do with these metals. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Anything else you want to talk to the listeners about? I mean, you, we talked a little bit about death race and making sure we get out there and do that. I mean, what would you, what would you tell someone who was thinking about getting into this, these sports? <laughs> well, I would, uh, you know, what I would say is uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. I know sometimes that can be an intimidating thing. Um, do it, don't ask questions on hurricane heats. That's, that's yeah. 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 Not, not during the event, not during the event. Uh, I would say definitely it's uh, the community's great. They're very supportive. Um, I remember when I first came in, uh, there was kind of that don't ask questions. Don't be, you know, don't be that guy, but um, you know, they're, they're there to help you. The participants are, um, you know, connect with them. Um, and what I say is, you know, just, just try one. And they're not for everybody. I'm not saying that they are, um, but I say, Hey, find a four hour, um, just give it a shot, you know, try it. If you hate it, you never have to come back, you know, um, but, you know, find one. They're, they're very, um, you know, easy, ac easy access. They're all team-based. As long as you have a good attitude and don't quit, you're going to finish. Um, they're designed for you to succeed and, and just kind of dabble your toe in it, you know. 
Um, and then, you know, once you kind of get a feel for it, if that's something you want to pursue and go and progress up to different levels, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, research a little bit more. Um, you know, there's tons of, you know, forums out there and groups. Um, there's the Spartan Extreme, um, the Hurricane Heat Group. You know, there's a lot of information out there. Um, you know, post a question there. You'll get you'll get about 20 answers really quick. Um, you know, the big thing is I know I know it's an intimidating um, prospect. You know, I'd run you know seven or eight Spartan races before I did my first Hurricane Heat, and I was scared to death. You know, um, but don't let that fear hold you back. You know, from from trying. You know, just try it once. If you hate it, you never have to come back. Um, but that that would be my biggest thing is just, just give it a shot. Just make that leap. They're not going to let you fail. Um, and if you hate it, it's only four hours. You know, you know, back in the day, they might go six or eight hours. A four-hour might be a six-hour. Uh, but now they're, they're pretty good about standardizing them, and they, they cut it off at four for the most part. So four hours out of your life from, for something that you may love, you know. And, and if not, you got a great story to tell, even if you hate it. So yeah. either way, you're going to walk away with a good story. And, uh, and I think that that's my biggest thing is I'm just trying to encourage folks to just try it. Um, and I, I know, again, like I said, it's not for everybody. And uh, I used to kind of plan my race schedule and races, but now I kind of plan around the endurance events. And I'll just hop into an open heat for a race and run it, you know, after the fact. So, um so I, I think it's a, a real tight knit community, um, great, great lifelong friends. And um, I, I don't think you'll regret just trying. No. And the other thing that's nice too, is if you get on a lot of those like endurance pages and, and the stuff for the, the hurricane eats, you can find local groups a lot of times yep. that yep. you can train with. I know up in the Northwest, I, I do stuff occasionally with the beast OCR. They, there's a whole group up here that does stuff. And there's a couple <laughs> other ones, you know, they're up in the Northwest and, um, I've seen some on the East coast and Texas has some, and I mean, just about every area has a, a group. And usually if you go into those endurance pages and says, Hey, is there anybody, you know, in this area that does this you'll yep. get five or six people going, Oh, check these people. And then you can also get into like training with other people and get training yep. ideas and, and stuff like that. Like you'd be surprised the random weird stuff I have in my garage downstairs, but yeah, yeah that's right. You can, you can usually find some crazy uh, like-minded folks. I'm, I've got a couple of rut clubs I'm a member of when, you know, we'll go out and just do some crazy stuff and, you know, uh, sometimes scare folks while they're you know, riding their bikes in the morning. But, um, you know, we, uh, you can always find that community, uh, great folks to train with and, um, either way you'll make some good friends, you know, no matter what you're going to have a good community, good connections, and um, even if you hate it, you know, you'll, you'll meet some great folks. So, and, and the thing that's funny, people don't look you as weird anymore when you walk around with a weight vest. It was that's really right. well, a couple of years ago, everyone's like, what's with the weirdo? And now all of a sudden yeah. they're like, oh, is that a weight vest? I've been thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, it becomes yeah. a conversation. Yeah. So, most of the local police officers, uh, they, they kind of know who I am now. They don't even, they don't even bother me anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I've been stopped several times though. We, me and my buddy have a couple of times cause we did one. It was a, a uh battle miles or some weird something that we were doing yeah yeah, yeah you probably know battle miles and there yeah. was an event that was a nighttime one that had to be done at night it was like oh dark or something and we went and did it um at a school on their track at like midnight yeah yeah 
And so we're out yeah. there, you know, vests, everything running around this track at midnight. And this cop's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's if you haven't been stopped by the police, uh, you're not doing it right. You know, exactly. so. <laughs> it, that it sounds funny, but anybody who's done this knows that's really a thing. That's right. That's right. So. All right. Well, Ryan, it's been, it's been great talking to you. Um, yeah, I, I hope to run into you one day out there on one of the things I need to get back into the endurance ones. I haven't done a, I've done a hurricane heat, but it's been, oh, I think my last one was like 2016. So it's been like six years. So I think they've got, uh, I think they've got the endurance, the hurricane heat trifecta weekend in October, I think out in California, I think it's Joshua tree. Uh, for anybody that's you know interested in doing that out on the West Coast, I think they'll do a four-hour, 12-hour, 24-hour, um, and you can do them as standalones if you want to, or you can do the full trifecta if you want to. Um, so anybody that's that's interested in doing that, you can stack them or you can do a standalone. So uh, great location, great location. You can't can't beat that. Um, you know, unfortunately, work won't let me make that one, but. Um, Anybody out on the West Coast that's interested, you ought to maybe check it out. And I think they've got it opened up out there. Um, you know, but yeah, I hope to cross paths with you. I, yeah. uh, hurricane heat or a go ruck event or just something, something else is crazy. So you never know where I'll pop up. And that's me. I've kind of gotten that thing. It's like Spartan started it. Now it's like, what's the next crazy? You know, like I said, I've gotten into triathlons now, trying to get the Ironman. I mean, I figured I've done Warrior, Gladiator. Tough Mudder, uh, Spartan. I've got to get the Iron Man in there too. So yeah, that's right. Just check all the boxes. So just trying to find the next thing to keep my body going forward because it's yep. It's always uh, my favorite motto. A best friend of mine says this all the time is just always forward. That's it. Always forward. So I'll always keep moving forward. So my I think my next uh, next one will be Labor Day at an event called the Gauntlet in Molina, Georgia. If anybody's interested in the Southeast. Um, come on down and check it out. It's a, it's a good time for sure. I've heard about the gauntlet and I really want to get down there for it, but come on, come on down. I'll be there this year. If things go right in January next year, I'll be living in Texas. So I'll be able to go to a lot of those Eastern ones a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, come on down and check it out if you want to, we'll, we'll be there this year. And so. most of my listeners know me and my wife have a deal. If I go for a race, she gets a vacation. So there you most go. of the places we go are vacation destinations with races. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. And like I said, I hope to see you out there somewhere. All right. Same to you, man. I appreciate it. Good All talking right. to you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.